Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you consume the media. Thank you so much for joining joining us. My name is Reese, and the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, as usual, where you can buy tabletop gaming goodies and all kinds of fun stuff. When we have any to sell, oh boy, MDF shortage, blockages at port, GW not having any supplies. It's been a rough couple of months. But thanks for everybody for patronizing. Frontline Gaming helps keep the lights on. Hopefully we get through some of these supply chain issues soon and we can get back to selling stuff. That way we can actually pay Leo instead of just begging him to work for free. Just kidding, we don't do that. We actually pay all our people here at Frontline Gaming really, really well. Uh, way, more than the, way more than the minimum by a lot. And we provide benefits. Really proud of that. It took a long time. So, uh... It's funny you see all these things in the news where people are like, we can't get anybody to work for us. Don't have that issue here, I'm proud to say. So uh, glad to have uh, glad to everybody on the staff with us. Thanks to everybody that makes Frontline Gaming possible, including our customers. That was a weird intro, but it's weird times. So let's jump on in and talk about what's going on in the Warhammer world and just have a nice chat. Thanks everybody for joining us in the chat. And if you're listening via... Uh, iTunes or Spotify or however you might consume the podcast and hear me talking to people. No, it's not ghosts. No, I am not schizophrenic yet. Those are people joining us in the chat, which you can do live 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time via any of the social media platforms that I mentioned before. So let's jump in and get started. Uh, really quickly, though, Red Monkus, best shirt ever. You're right, baby. It is. I got this shirt. For when I play El Mastodonte, my my favorite Chaos Knight, in my corn-themed army. Um, I busted it out. I was like, oh, yeah. I love this shirt. I haven't worn this one in a while. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro, says Ghost Valley. Yeah, the COVID was definitely a filter for a lot of businesses. Some of us survived. Some of us didn't. To those who didn't, you know, my heart goes out to you. It's really difficult. A lot of people didn't make it sadly um and those that, that that did it was by the skin of our teeth in many cases so i can't wait for this to fully be over with hopefully soon hopefully soon get back to normal uh but uh thank you for the support and thank you for the kind words venom venom chosen you're beautiful appreciate it all right so we wanted to throw a shout out to our friends over at creature caster they launched their very first miniatures game it's called judgment eternal champions it is a skirmish scale MOBA style uh, uh, tabletop skirmish game. When I say MOBA, for those of you, most of you know what that means. It's games like uh, Dota or League of Legends. Uh, it takes a lot of inspiration from that. The miniatures are brilliant. We have some here, the resin versions, gorgeous miniatures. Creature Caster makes some of the best 32 millimeter scale minis in the, in the business, in my opinion. I think they're easily on par with Forge World. Really, really nicely done. The game is in the last six days of the Kickstarter. So if you wanted to support it or just check it out, head on over to the Kickstarter, throw some money at it if it looks like a fun game to you. Uh, it is way extremely successfully funded. So you're guaranteed to um, uh, the odds of getting the product are you know extraordinarily high, close to 100%. So check it out and consider supporting our fellow uh, gamers in the industry. Tons of new products coming up this Saturday from Games Workshop. 
let's hope independent retailers get more than one or two of each, which is what we've been getting. Ha ha. It's, uh, it's been pretty brutal. Um, seriously, when I'm like uploading stuff on the weekends for the pre-order, it almost doesn't feel worth the effort. But um, hopefully, they, hopefully we get back on track here um, and we get more product to sell. We do tend to, to be able to restock them with time, but um, rough, rough, but uh, we're surviving. So let's take a look at some of these cool minis. My main man, Leo, is throwing them up so you can take a look at them. A lot of the vampire accounts or um, what are the death rattle bone people or I don't know. The names in Age of Sigmar are crazy um the vampire accounts let's just stick with that looking absolutely spectacular um there looks like they're re-releasing some of the models that were in the cursed city uh box set again hopefully we get more than just a couple of them so people can actually get their hands on them but uh you know my slight bitterness about that aside and many other game stores in the same boat the models are brilliant just fantastic not only in terms of the artistry of the design, but the engineering of them is spectacular. Games Workshop's model making ability is second to none, as I have said many, many times. So yeah, absolutely brilliant models. Uh, can't wait to see more of them. Hopefully I can get my hands on some of these eventually. The, um, the new uh, Warhammer Warband, uh, Warhammer Underworlds Warband that's being released, the Ozark Bone Reapers, they're spectacular. Would love to get my hands on these for D&D. Um, don't play Warhammer Underworlds myself, but it looked, well, I did actually get to play it a couple times with Phil Kelly, which was super cool. Uh, and he, he is an awesome, awesome dude. So that was uh, the, the one time I did get to play it. I enjoyed the game quite a bit, but I, I just love the minis. I have almost all of them, except for the recent ones, because I couldn't get them. All right, I'll stop hammering on that point. Can you tell I'm a little bitter? Uh, and then of course, the big release is going to be the Adeptus Mechanicus Codex is being updated for 9th edition. It looks really, really good. And uh, again, hopefully we get an ample supply of those. So we can actually meet the demand. In other Kickstarter news, uh, a coalition of gamers from the 40K community, um, spearheaded by uh, Michael Tempe, a uh, friend of ours, and um, uh, the group of people that came up with this new game called Out Outward Realms, are from uh, California, so we're, we've known them for a long time. Check out their Kickstarter if you are interested. It is a squad-based skirmish-level sci-fi miniatures game and it looks really interesting the rules are supposed to be very streamlined the miniatures are really cool painted by one of our buddies israel um so wanted to give a shout out to this effort for the game um it's always cool to see gamers living their dream and you know either starting a game store or making a game i think every gamer in their heart of hearts would like to take a shot at it uh, most most don't try but i think everybody would like to everyone's got a little bit of game designer in them and um, just wanted to, to wish them well in this endeavor. And hopefully it's a success. The, the Kickstarter is already successfully funded. And uh, hopefully the game catches on. So check it out if it interests you. All right. Take a look at this new Beast or Beast Snaga Orc Runt Boss, if I remember correctly. This is Zodgrod Wart Snaga. Uh, really, really cool orc unit. The model is absolutely awesome. I love the crazy hair he's got going on. But they previewed some of the rules. We'll take a look at them really quickly. One of his rules is called Super Runts. At the start of the first battle round, select one Gretchen core unit from your army to be Zograd's Super Runts. Each time a model in, uh, in this unit attacks, add one to the attack roll. 
This unit can shoot while performing an action without the action failing. Uh, so it's really good for objective, well, <laughs> it's kind of good for objective grabbing. They can still uh, shoot something. Uh, then they also have uh, previous weapon uh, to grab Zappa. Uh, strength plus two over the model, which is probably four or five. AP negative three, damage two. Lastly, we have the Squig Stappa. At the start of the fight phase, you can select one enemy monster unit that is within six inches of this model, and on a two plus, that unit must fight last. It's extremely powerful um, rule, especially if you have a bunch of orc units like ganged up on some big monster that uh, can kill a bunch of a bunch of boys. This prevents them from swinging. Let your boys have the best possible chance of killing them before they attack you. Uh, anything that manipulates the order of operations is really strong. All right. Let's take a look at some of the admech rules. Now, there's a lot. We're not going to go through them comprehensively. That's not what Signals is for. There's a million other podcasts out there that do this. But let's just kind of take a look at what we've seen so far for admech. Now, what I can say, they look really good. Talk to Leo, uh, who's my main man with the competitive angles, since I have not had a chance to play a whole lot lately. And uh, just been really, really busy with business administrative stuff. So I was like, Leo, hit me with it, dude. What looks good? His opinion is that Ryza looks really strong. He categorized it as Blood Angels with good shooting uh, because they get the plus one wound in melee, plus they have plus one to wound with plasma. So it's like little Dark Angel, Blood Angel mix in there with um, with Admech. Looks really strong. Uh, Leo, hit me from the hit me from the the cheap seats. What else did you think jumped out at you on this first rules preview? Nice. So Stygies can get up in your face. Mars is still going to be a premier shooting faction. But uh, one of the things we had discussed off camera was the fact that Mars was going to be probably less prevalent. Um, I also saw um, some people talking about Metallica saying they thought it looked really appealing besides having the easily coolest name for any sub faction in any game ever. Maybe the, the Midnight Aristocracy being close second to that. Uh, what jumped out at you about Metallica, Leo? Yeah, so uh, kind of freestyling here a little bit in the chat. Anybody listening is like, why can't I hear Leo? We should probably give him a mic so he can uh, answer questions. It's a good idea, and we do have plenty of mics here. Um, that was me shooting from the hip. That wasn't planned, so I apologize if you couldn't hear him. But he was saying that uh, they have a lot of uh, stratagems. They're going to make them very flexible, and they look like they have a lot of tools in the tool chest, uh, which is which is awesome. Hopefully, hopefully the, the competitive meta, the, comp- the competitive community doesn't just play you know, follow the leader, which I don't know why I'm saying that. They always do. Basically, people zero in on whatever the the pundits are saying is the best one. And then outside of a few outliers like the Sean Nadens out there that kind of do their own thing, everyone tends to play the same thing. But a lot of time, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not trying to be too negative. Like, a lot of times it's for good reason um, that you see it. But hopefully we get a little bit more of a, a little bit more variety uh, with the sub-factions, and you don't see it, you know, 90% Mars, and then occasionally, like previously, you saw Ryza uh, with the Plasma, um, with some, you know, fun builds that, that leaned into what they did well. So, yeah, hopefully this time around, we, we get a little bit more variety there. Uh, taking a look at the other preview that we got, um, can you scroll up a little bit, Leo? Um, and this one, I think, came out today. Um, and taking a look at uh, some of the other abilities that the Admech had, to offer with the canicles. Um, we have the benediction of the Omnissiah. Uh, while the canicle is active, each time this unit is selected to shoot, uh, when resolving its attack, you can reroll one hit, one wound, or one damage roll. Super good. 
reroll one hit roll and one rune roll and one damage roll. That's extremely good. Uh, especially, obviously, whenever you have a unit that has a low number of very powerful weapons, that's exceptional. Um, we have another one where you can, uh, can you scroll up a little bit, buddy? The uh, Chant of the Remorseless Fist, when this canticle is active each time a model in this unit uh, makes a melee attack, add one to the strength characteristic of that attack. Obviously, it's super strong. Not as good as plus one to wound, obviously, but still really good. Uh, and then we got Invocation of Machine Vengeance. While this canticle is active, each time an advance roll or a charge roll is made, roll one additional d6 and discard the lowest. That's ridiculous. That's really, really, really good. Um, very strong. Very strong. And then, of course, one of the other things everybody was talking about is how a lot of the last cannons for Admech are 3 plus D3 damage, which is what last cannons should have always been. The range of variability with the D6 um, makes a lot of those weapons just unappealing. You'd rather have a lot of high volume, like lower damage, but fixed damage weapons. So I, I like that. I hope we see that go throughout the rest of the game. Uh, then we have some Doctrine and Imperatives ability, uh, which includes guitar units. And take a look at some of those. we got the Bulwark Imperative. Uh, improve the save characteristic of models in this unit by one. Uh, can't be better than a two plus. And then deprecation. Reduce the move characteristic of model of models in this unit by three. So a couple of these fun abilities where there's a up and a downside. Uh, tactically, that gives you a lot of options. It's very interesting. Won't go through all of them. I'm sure all of you have already read them. But from a games a game mechanic perspective, I think that's really cool. Um, when you have to choose to uh, take a, a bonus with a negative to see if you want to utilize one of those options the, the, this brings me back to like my really only critique of uh, 40k right now is just the amount of layers of rules it's literally just hard to remember everything that's going on um even with my deathwing who now are in the hands of a of a young player out there who's, who's enjoying him painting him up with his dad which is super cool the even with just mono faction deathwing but having five characters, all with auras, all with stratagems, and then all the overlapping rules of the army that are changing turn by turn, it really does get challenging to remember it all. I think uh, if you want to play competitively, if you're not getting lots and lots of repetitions, you should uh, make yourself a cheat sheet just so you don't forget the stuff. Like just a little laminated card that you can whip out and go like, oh yeah, I need to remember to do X, Y, and Z. So, Admech looking good. Hit me in the chat with anything that jumped out at you. Anything I missed, any dumb comments I might have made, hit me with it. And um, curious to see what uh, the community thinks. Like, everything's coming back to life. A lot of people like me are knocking the rust off and getting back into the swing of it. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Uh, Wolfrey Carl, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. There's a big animation preview coming on Saturday on the Warhammer community page really really excited about that i've forever been wanting to see like everyone i'm a big animation fan and having them finally get involved um with you know 40k and aos um animations is just so exciting i can't wait to see it hopefully they're good um it'll bring so many more people into the hobby and it's just it'll be awesome to watch them uh Groving Grove says AOS reminders for 40k. Okay, thanks. I don't know what that means, but appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, will I be featured on Game Changers? Asks uh, BLK Ice. I don't know. Uh, if Steve wants to have me on, I'd be happy to join him. And uh, uh, Steve will be coming back. Uh, he took a little. He takes a little break in between seasons of his show, and uh, 
for those of you who hadn't had a chance to listen to it, 40K Game Changers is easily, easily one of the best 40K podcasts in the business. Uh, Steve is a professional uh, radio DJ. That's why his show sounds so good and his his uh, presence and his cadence and his voice and everything. It's, he's very talented at what he does. So uh, when that comes back, definitely check it out. And yeah, I'd be happy to be on uh, 40K Game Changers if Steve wanted me. I think a lot of people have heard my story probably more than once. So you might be looking to explore um, other options, but I, I would be flattered to be on the show for sure. Lou Rollins says Leo is a badass. Tend to agree. We don't want to tell him too many, too many things that pumps up his ego though. I get out of control. All right, let's uh, take a look at event news. So obviously we're really excited here at Frontline Gaming to have events coming back. Um, it's a big part of our business. And we just, it was funny because we, right before, or right, right at the beginning of COVID, we hired a new events manager kicker who's been doing an amazing job simultaneously learning the business and doing it. Um, the guy's all energy and we're really happy to have him on the team. Uh, so it was kind of, it was a little touch and go because we, you know, with the news and everything was saying, oh, you know, we'll be done with COVID by this time. And so we hired him and like, we're like, oh, we'll have to pump the brakes, but we promise, you know, we'll, we'll get you on payroll at um, the beginning of 2021 because, you know, back then we're like, oh yeah, we'll be done with this for sure. So then we, you know, we're men of our words. We're, we're men, men of our word here at Frontline Gaming and women of our word. And so January rolls around, we put them on payroll and, and the, the events kept getting pushed back. And I'm like, oh, this is painful. So I'm really thankful that we can have events again. And um, uh, not only for financial reasons, but also just because I can't wait to see everybody. And uh, we're really, really excited to, to get that going again. So thank you to everybody who's buying tickets. Um, you're helping uh, Kicker buy full food, dog food for his new dog and for his baby. Although hopefully he's not giving the baby dog food. I don't know, I have to ask him. But um, it's, we're really excited to see everybody. So thanks to everybody that's coming out. It, it means a lot to us and going to be really excited to roll some dice again. Uh, so the Atlantic City Open is coming up really soon. We're less than four weeks away. The event is almost at capacity. We're going to be shutting down ticket sales completely pretty soon. Um, we, the event had initially sold out. COVID restrictions were relaxed. We were able to add more space. So um, we're just about at the end of this, that expansion. I think like we're like 10 tickets or something like left that we can sell between all events. Um, it's just about capped. So that event is obviously going to be in Atlantic City in June, the second weekend of June. We'd love to see everybody there. The 40K event is well over 300 players. Age of Sigmar is just under 100 players. So there's, they're gonna be really good sized events. They're gonna generate a ton ton of um, ITC points. The Lord of the Rings event is almost sold out. It's really cool. And then we have some very sizable uh, Star Wars Legion and other fun events. So if you did want to get a ticket, please don't hesitate. Like I said, I think we're down to like eight or nine tickets left in total, like not just for 40K, for like all events. Um, and then we have to cap it because of um, safety precautions for the event. Uh, the Lone Star Open is going steady, Eddie. It's going to be a really, really big, really fun event. Um, can't wait to see everybody there. That's going to be in Allen, Texas, which is uh, right near Dallas. And that's going to be in July. Excited to see everybody. Please grab those tickets as soon as you can. And uh, can't wait to see everybody there. It's going to be, like I said, uh, really, really good size events. It looks like they'll probably be a little bit smaller than ACO, but it'll still be up there in the hundreds of uh, players. 40K is damn near over 200 already. 
So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of ITC points. Can't wait to see everybody there. The Mighty LVO is making a return to glory, and it is promising to be an absolutely spectacular event. We're in our new venue um, at the Rio. Really, really excited for that. The venue is such a step up. Like, Valley's was great, but uh, because of the way it was laid out, where there was like four or five different halls kind of spread out, somewhere upstairs, somewhere downstairs, yeah, nothing wrong with it. But uh, at the Rio, the convention space is amazing. It's like perfect for what we do, and especially at the size that we are, um, you know, the event has to be really, really big to, to fill up the, the space there. So we're excited to see everybody. That's obviously going to be in January 2022. Registration is going to open up in June, so we're only a few weeks away. Um, if you do want to go, I have a feeling the tickets are going to sell really quickly. Uh, we have a lot of international people trying to get to, like, trying to, like, reserve tickets ahead of time because they don't want to miss out. And that should be absolutely, completely on the other side of COVID with no restrictions. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. But I think we all see the writing on the wall there, knock on wood. And um, it should be just full blast. So we're really, really excited. Um, mark your calendars. Early June. Tickets going to go up for sale. Probably going to go quick. And it's going to be really exciting. It should be the biggest Games Workshop event of all time, beating only the previous LVO. So, cannot wait to see everybody. Oh, it's going to be so good to go roll dice and have a beer with friends and, and you know, get out of the house and do normal stuff again. I can't wait. All right. Can you scroll up just a little bit on the notes there? Here we go. Thanks. Let's take a look at what's going on in the ITC. I'm trying to get those top placings. There you go, bud. So, things are coming back to life. Still a little bit slower um, than one would expect, but hey, we're coming out of the plague. But we're starting to see more events, which is great. It's great. So, let's take a look at the top 40K finishings in the ITC in the month of May so far. So, obviously, and to no one's surprised, Yukari are the elephant in the corner of the room, the gorilla in the, in the corner of the room. They are definitely dominating. It's not as crazy in the last two weeks as it was in the first week. Definitely seems like people are ad adapting a little bit. However, no one's going to make the argument that Trikari aren't the most powerful army in the game because they clearly are with the data that we have. So, so far in May, they've racked up a first, three second, two third, and four fourth place finishes. And of course, this data comes from 40K Stat Center, the Falcon up there in the snowy north, well, it's probably not snowy right now, but diligently uh, aggregating all this data, which we thank him for. You know, he gets it from Best Coast Pairings. Eldari, uh, largely considered to be kind of an outlier or, or weaker. They, they're doing well. They had a first place finish and a second place finish. Uh, Dark Angels, who were considered to be hyper overpowered, showing that they're good, but they're not as crazy as people would thought with a first and a second place finish this month. Mixed Chaos has been consistently doing good all, all edition in, you know, what capacity they could actually do anything. With a second and a third, Necrons, a fourth, Blood Angels, a third place finish. Now, the next one, really interesting. A lot of pundits, a lot of the community general chatter has been that Space Marines are overblown, that they're not good anymore. Well, they had two first place and a third place finish, and it was all different sub-factions. There was White Scars, Salamanders, and Ultramarines. So... Space Marines still got plenty of gas in the tank. They got the tools they need to compete, beat Drukari to win. So I found that to be um, really encouraging and exciting. 
Uh, we had Mixed Imperium with a third place finish. That was uh, Custodes and Sisters. Death Guard with a fourth. And Sisters of Battle coming in with a first place finish. That was Mr. Brandon Grant. Really excited to see him playing again. And um, clearly those sisters are doing work for him. So congratulations. Let's take a look at the 40K ITC current competitive track top five rankings. Sean Naden moves into first place, uh, dethroning James Kelling, who moves into second. Mark Asht in third, Jason McKenzie in fourth, and uh, Mark Hartel in fifth. Hobby track current top five. We have Rick Hill in first, JC Stegner in second, Lee Harris in third, Sean Masto in fourth, O'Shea Aduna in fifth. Age of Sigmar, competitive track. Anthony Trentinelli continues to lead the pack, followed by Matt Abbott, Ramon Silva in third, Daniel Velasquez in fourth, and Jared Neiman in fifth. Age of Sigmar, hobby track. We got Brendan Dominguez, Matt Abbott, Noah Aquino, Nick Garcia, and Pablo Barca tied for first. Warhammer Underworlds coming back to life a little bit, which is nice. We have Ivan Cho in first, Raymond Chang in second, Samuel Vargas in third, and Greg Rose in fourth. Kill team, we got Fernando Marcos in first. Mikel Iago moves into second. Alvaro Lorenzo in third. Saul Perez Nunez in fourth. And Daniel Marcos in fifth. Congratulations. Take a look at some of these gorgeous commissions painted by the FLG Paint Studio. We're always taking more business. If you want to get your models painted by us, we're happy to do so. Head on over to flgpaintstudio.com and you can submit a quote, request, and our uh, maestro of the paint studio will get back to you, let you know what it costs, what the time frame is, and we'd be happy to take that business. If you're a painter and you're looking for some more work, we are always accepting applications. And if you're in the Vegas area and you'd like a well-paying, stable job with benefits, well, you can paint here too. We have a really fun uh, work environment here. Work really hard, but it is a fun place to work at Funland Gaming. All right, chat, hit me with any questions you might have. Where do babies come from? What is the meaning of life? Ha, I don't know anything else. Hit me with, and I'm happy to answer them. Yeah, Lou Rollins, uh, Sean Nathan's making a comeback. Although, is it a comeback? He's always been in the top forever, as long as the ITC has existed. Wolf Priest Carl says he needs to bring his uh, Drakari to SoCal. He should indeed. Creator Gator, I know with COVID restrictions, it may not be possible, but people are allowed to watch the games at the ACO. No, unfortunately not. Um, not not this year. The um, uh, we, we have a limited amount of people we can let in the hole at any given time, right? So normally, yeah, you totally, anybody could come and watch one of our events. We're happy to have you. But um, for ACO this year, no. We, we can't let any um, observers in because it'd be a less players. Um, that, that would come in. So, you know, it is what it is. We're just happy to be able to do anything at all. You know, so not this year, but definitely in the future. Um, when will Oryx and Sisters drop? I have no idea. Soon for Oryx, I think. Uh, bu -bu -bu. Switching to AOS, play the Midnight Aristocracy, Ghost Valley. Uh, yeah, the models are sick. I just can't get any. <laughs> we got such a laughably low amount in our allocation that it was just like, okay, well, cool. Whoever got the vampires, good for you. Hope you're enjoying them. In the chat, uh, yeah, it is crazy, crazy, crazy times we live in when the government is openly and actively acknowledging the um, unexplained aerial phenomenon or UFOs. I mean, uh, Obama was on 
talking about the stuff on on TV and, and it's it's wild like I, I think most people kind of accept the fact that that other life out there is, is a high probability but you know whether they come here or not I don't know what what those are who knows I'm not going to speculate because obviously I have no idea but it's pretty cool it's exciting to see you know the United States government acknowledging that these things are real and that they don't know what they are and that I never thought in my lifetime we'd, we'd dig into that kind of stuff but I think it's super cool I don't know we'll see it's exciting um Harkins Aquatics, any words on the Free Blades being open soon? Reference to the Las Vegas team tournament. Um, no, no, no openings yet. Usually that what, the way that works is that as we get closer to the event and uh, people start losing teammates, that's when that will happen. Um, usually it's not going to be a case where someone buys a ticket and immediately they're like, oh, I need a teammate. So I would say probably just hang in there and be patient on that. Um, or just look for a team. Look for a team. Uh, Wolf Priest Carl's ordering his ACO 2021 shirt. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. For the Atlantic City Open 2021, we do have um, shirts now. Normally, those are available when registration opens, but because uh, because of the speed at which everything changed from lockdown to open, we just didn't we didn't have time to get it done. Uh, where have you been able to test out these new GW brushes? I have not. So the new GW brushes went up for sale this previous weekend. They look cool. I haven't had a chance to use them yet, unfortunately. Uh, did I get the Marnius Calgar collectible comics one through five? Asks Claus. I'm a big comic book guy, as most of you know. I didn't get them. The art looks spectacular, but I heard the story was pretty stupid, sadly. Um, so I might may wait for it to come out in a trade paperback format and just buy it all at once. But um, I try to I try to read, like I try to read every day, and I, I don't. I usually end up reading like three or four times a week, and I have such a huge backlog of of books and comics that I'm trying to get through that I, I tend to only um, dedicate that my limited reading time to things that are, are really good. I'm not, I don't mean to uh, trash the, the comics. I they, they could be really good. I don't know, but I, I was told that their the story was not, not the best. Uh, Tavil Hagelslag. That's an interesting name. Uh, when did the Jakari nerfs? Well, the FAQ already came out and I think it was pretty lackluster personally, but there's a couple things in there that are just patent, patently too good, like the succubus getting like 30 attacks. Like that can't have been intent, and it would, in my opinion, it would have been easy to fix it. But they, I don't know, I don't have an answer for you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on Jakari. Uh, what's the latest date for event decisions for the LBO 2022 Red Monkus? I don't understand what you mean by that. Can you clarify? Uh, Ghost Valley said he liked the new Eisenhorn Penitent. Great. Anybody's looking for something good to read? Pick it on up. Check it out. But I think Red Monkus is saying, what, event decisions? Like, when is the deadline to add events for the LBO? 2022, is that what you meant? Can't. Uh, not not tracking you there, unfortunately. Let me know. Oh, the delay. It's fun, huh, Leo? Uh, for TOs to decide if they're running events or not, says Red Monkeys. Um, yeah, we need to know, like, this week what's going on. Um, if you're in contact with Kicker about a potential event, we need to get the player packs uh, written by the TOs so that we have time to edit them, make, you know, make sure the links work and get the web cart ready and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean... 
I would work under the assumption that the LVO 2022 is going to be completely back to normal. Like Las Vegas, Nevada is basically already fully back to normal now. Um, they're already lifting the mask mandates and everything like that. So unless something crazy happens, I don't think, I don't think any potential TO for the LVO should be worried about COVID for the LVO 2022. I, I obviously I have no idea. I ju- I think that you should just assume that everything's going to be good to go. And, you know, if something changes, we'll pivot. But for now, it's like, I think just assume we're going to be rocking and rolling full speed at that point in time. And then we'll plan on having the events and we can always change if we need to later. Uh, Beer Hammer at LVO says Phelps, no. No, that is a disaster waiting to happen. We decided <laughs> we decided there was way too much risk involved with Beer Hammer. So we decided not to do it anymore. Uh, you have an army... Ready to play the new edition for uh, AOS? Uh, Groving Grove asks me personally. No, I do not. Um, I mean, I have I have my free peoples, but I, ha- I haven't played um, I haven't played them in a long time. Like during COVID, I think a lot of people just kind of like stop stop playing for multiple reasons. Um, so no, I don't. But I am excited to see the new edition of Age of Sigmar. Also, really excited for the for what's coming with the FLGN. We have a lot of super duper exciting developments, some really big name uh, shows and content creators are, are joining the squad. And uh, Val Heffelfinger has been doing a hell of a job putting together like a, a really like a dream team of content producers. So we're really excited for that. Can't wait to see it. Uh, Red Monkey says, Croak in the Aztec, Lizards is who he's gonna be playing. Yeah, I've been playing, uh, I rebooted up uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Um, and I was playing the Lizardman campaign and the, the Lizardmen are just so cool. Like they're just have such a cool aesthetic, although playing them in total war Warhammer, it's pretty boring because it's like, you just have a bunch of melee units that run forward and don't break. So it's, I tend to auto resolve the battles cause it gets a little, little stale. Uh, David O says, have you seen the fallen rules in white dwarf? Um, I haven't actually, I need to go check that out. And how disappointed are you? I, I don't have a, an opinion on that. I apologize. I must, I somehow must have missed that. I'll go, I'll go take a look at that. Uh, lots of stuff in the works for FLGN. Yeah, says Kicker. Yeah, a lot. That is, yeah, we are really, really, really busy um, as a company, really busy right now, which is good. Th- I'm, thank, thank the emperor that we are um, and not the opposite. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to you. Check out, uh, again, if you want to get those ACO tickets, the clock is ticking. We're almost completely full. LSO also shaping up to be a really exciting event. Can't wait to see everybody there. And get ready for LVO. Tickets going up for sale early June. Gonna be awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday.